0: Happy holidays to you. And you too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a test. Best. It was a test. <laughs> Congrats. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2XP, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your WorkWife. Where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Mm-hmm.
0: Natalie from Portland.
1: This is my first big girl job with PTO and I need to put in my holiday vacation requests, but didn't really know what I can take off and what I can't. Are there any rules around this? I'm newer to this role. Can I take off as much as my teammates are? Send help.
0: Hey workwives, it's Hanson from Spokane. I need your thoughts on getting my manager a small Christmas gift. I know you don't usually gift up at work, but I really like my new manager and I would like to get her a little something. I don't want it to be weird though.
1: Solid questions, and you know what it sounds like it sounds like it's Christmas
0: time. Christmas, or is it? It's it's actually holiday time. It's Vanessa. winter
1: festus time. <laughs> <laughs> Chris it McConica? is the winter solstice. Got it. I love both these questions. I think they're worth taking together in one episode, but we're going to kind of treat them as too many episodes in one.
0: I think there can be a lot of anxiety around taking time off, especially, you know, Natalie says she's newer to this role. I'm newer to corporate America as well. And, and I think being confident in having these conversations with your manager can be really, really hard.
1: Yeah. And especially like, I, I think whether or not you're new to corporate America or new to this role, like every company is a little bit different and your role within that company is different. So like... <sighs> It it might be worth talking about the individual roles first.
0: Yeah. So knowing how your role might interact with these holidays or others throughout the year is really important and what's expected there. And please go have a, you know... Directly ask your manager. Like if mm-hmm. you're not sure, she's the one who's going to be able to tell you what's
1: expected. Right. And there's there should be no secrets around this, but it is something you need to ask because your manager has been doing this for a lot of years. It's probably just on autopilot. She probably takes off the same days every year and her second in command and third in command know that they can take days around or the same days or like whatever it is. Like She's expecting you to ask. But you also have to understand like some some roles are inherently going to be busy on the holidays. I've worked in social media a lot. I was working in social media at CPG at a dot com. So like if it was a major holiday, I was the first person to announce the Black Friday sale. I was the first person to announce the Christmas give- giveaway. I was up at midnight on every major holiday and like my family just kind of got it. <laughs> like, oh, she's on her phone. Yeah, because I'm about to send thousands of people off to spend millions of dollars. You're welcome. Yeah, like this <laughs> yeah. was, hey, everyone else can sleep well because I'm at the forefront of that. But I knew that going into it. Mm-hmm. So th- I-, I signed up for it essentially. Yeah. But like <laughs> if you know that you need to set really firm boundaries for yourself between like work and home, then you probably shouldn't be looking at roles that are going to require that of you. Cause Mm -hmm. like every social media manager knows that that's expected of them.
0: And there are other roles within corporate America that don't have this type of stressful function. Accountants, not on the holiday, like not on those holidays, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, you know, I think our first piece of advice is just know what you're walking into. and, And, and maybe this was your first year figuring that out, Fine.
1: Now you know. And and like if this is your first year or maybe you're a couple of years into it and you don't want to do this anymore, it's time to go back a couple episodes and look at a career change or a role shift or something like that.
0: And then, you know, once you kind of understand how your role relates to the winter holidays or, or beyond... Then it's also time to take a look at how does your company handle the holidays? What's the culture around that?
1: And so much of that is going to be sourced from the type of company you're in. So like if you are in e-commerce, retail, any of those like consumer facing anything. Yeah, I'm sorry, but you're going to be busy on every holiday.
0: That's when people like to shop for things.
1: That's right. When other people are off work, that's when you're working. But if like I'm in a position where we're working like B2B, so everything shuts down around the middle of December and doesn't pick up until like middle of January. So, we kind of have this like, there's a couple weeks in there where the office is just simply shut down. You're still getting paid, but like, no one's doing anything and no one's expecting anything. Now, I've talked to my manager about that, and he's like, This is the time of year that I like to be in the office and do really, really deep work when no one's around and no one's expecting things of me. I'm like, that's fascinating. He's like, so if you super need me, I'll be around, but understand that everyone's on vacation and mm-hmm. no one's expecting anything. They're like,
0: hmm, that's nice to and know. And that's a company kind of culture, kind of a policy that has been established, which is really helpful to know. But it may not be so clear, which is also really tricky. So it might feel more like there's these unwritten rules and... It behooves you to, if you have a mentor within your company that can let you in on how the company thinks, but maybe doesn't disclose or how people behave around the holidays. This might be a really good time to have that conversation with your mentor.
1: Absolutely. I've had a couple instances of this where like I took off a whole bunch of time, but didn't realize that that time was going to be given to me. Mm -hmm. Right. So like Mm -hmm. I like. 2017 I think I went to New Zealand for my friend's wedding over Christmas and like because I was going to be out of the country on the opposite side of the planet um, I took it off but like the next year when I was in town I realized like I didn't need to take it off because everybody was kind of light working that week and our manager brought us all in and said hey guys and I missed this meeting the last year because I was on a plane to New Zealand but he brought everybody in and said hey we've met all our deadlines We mo- we arbit- every year we move our deadlines up so everybody meets them yeah. ahead of the holidays so that you can just semi monitor your email answer any emails that come from like outside the company or you know like if the CEO emails you you should probably answer it um, <laughs> just a little bit um, but like other than that there's no expectation of actual work being done until we get back back to the office in air quotes. Yeah. Um, so just like if like if you're going somewhere for the holiday, then you should probably just flat take it off the first. Agreed. Year. Agreed. But like if you're going to be around, this is the time like to, especially your first year, if you stay in town, it's kind of the time to test the waters. What does the office actually look like on the holidays?
0: Accessibility is something to consider around this time. What meetings do you need to go to? What meetings can you skip?
1: Totally. How accessible do you need to be?
0: That can be an explicit conversation with your manager as well. It can also be kind of something more a little bit more implied or implicit that you might gather from this what's Mm -hmm. in the air in your company.
1: Totally. And I I think marrying these two things, both your role and your company culture together is super important because there's some roles at the intersection of those two things that are going to require you to be running point on these things there are others that won't there's some that are in between my favorite example of where your role and your company culture and the holidays like kind of crash into each other i was in social media obviously And in that company, social media was near and dear to our CEO's heart. He had a Facebook profile and he had access to our corporate Facebook page and he would post to it every once in a while. But what he didn't have a presence on was Instagram. The understanding was as soon as he posted something to Facebook, we as a social media team had to recreate it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook groups, things like that. So we had like immediately we had to go from whatever his Facebook said, which we had no heads up about into all the rest of our channels. So it looked coordinated however, I had planned some days off for my sister's wedding. It was a holiday. I'd made sure that I had clear communication with everyone on my team to like specifically hand the ball back to my VP. He was the only one that had access to our accounts and he was like stuff was scheduled, but he was going to be monitoring comments or whatever, whatever. So I was on the plane to Boston, like ass in seat. The stewardess had already come by and asked me to put my phone on airplane mode. I was about to power it down. And the plane was about to take off. And then all of a sudden, I see this little little text pop up on my phone from our CMO. It says, Hey, our CEO just posted this thing to Facebook. I need you to replicate it on Instagram as soon as possible. As soon as possible in our company culture meant right the fuck now. You drop everything and anything you're doing. I don't care if you're on the production line making our next batch of whatever. You're going to stop that and you're going to go do whatever the CEO asked you to do. That was it. So I'm like, On a plane, taking off. Mm -hmm. Planes in the air, and I like went to Facebook, copied the text, put it on Instagram, and like managed to post it and send him back a text that said "posted." And then my cell phone reception cut off at five thousand feet, and I was like, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) like, like that's that's one of those cases where like, uh,
0: (laughs) that's the intersection of your role with the culture of your company on a plane, what, Boston to yes. Boston, right? Yes. God. Like oh I God. just,
1: what, you know, after doing that a few times, that's one of the reasons that I left, like, I like, Oh, don't really love it. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. Like I need more boundaries in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. Fine. Yeah. But like you, it's, it might take you a little bit of time to sort that balance out, but like <sighs> sort it out. <laughs> yeah. Sort it out. So
0: this is all fine and well, if you are, you know, an independent contributor, an underling? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an independent contributor. <laughs> solo contributor? That's it. Um, but there's, it's a whole nother thing if you've got people reporting to you and understanding where you might have to step up and yeah, work the holiday. Work the day before, work the day after. You know, like you, you're the end of the line.
1: If those work-life boundaries are really important to you, you need to make sure you're seeking roles that are only execution, only solo contributing. You're always reporting to someone. You don't have people reporting to you because with moving up, the latter comes more accessibility, but also comes more visibility, more money. So you kind of have to decide what gives. So
0: taking this one step further out, in order to make the most use of your PTO and understand when the right and wrong times may be to take that PTO, you also need to be aware of how your role and your company interact with the larger industry and frankly- The global supply chain. Yeah. Know when your company's seasonality is. Know when your industry's seasonality is. Know what other factors that are out of your control might impact you. Vanessa's going to talk about (laughs) COVID and Chinese New Year now. My favorite topic.
1: So one thing that like I kind of love about supply chain is that it, it has existed humming in the background when no one's noticed it and no one seems to care for a really long time. But two things happen right back to back that we're still two years later feeling the massive effects of. This is why we have, you know crates of toys and shit sitting off the coast of california exactly. like so what happened is chinese new year is is this almost the same as christmas in america this is this is lunar new year commonly called chinese new year but it's, it's practiced across all of asia right and it's a whole week that everyone kind of takes off you can't really get anybody it's really difficult to find people in the office nothing's office, moving yeah. Yeah. Office is go on a skeleton cruise whatever whatever all commerce shuts down now, for lots of decades prior to March 2020, companies knew how to work around this. You knew if you were getting any part, any the widget. purchase orders were yeah. submitted
0: with plenty of time. Mm-hmm.
1: And everything you ordered, like end of December, early January, you doubled orders. So it would mm. show up before Guanyan or, or Chinese New Year. And, and the, the fun thing about it is like Chinese New Year is not the same dates every year. Mm. So like when you're planning out your five-year roadmaps, you had to plan for a double order before whatever that year's Chinese New Year was, right? The problem with COVID is it hit right after Chinese New Year. So like Chinese New Year... There's skeleton crews. Nothing's moving. And then all the COVID lockdowns Keeps happen. It's not moving. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. of COVID mm-hmm. lockdowns. Because then you had you had people trying to come back into the factories, but they had to quarantine for two weeks. And so now you're looking at Guanian plus two weeks before you could get relief in. And that's set everything back because everybody's either moved their orders before Guanian or after Guanian. Like it is wild. And so because of that, this ripple effects for two years now. It's a clusterfuck is what it is, but you super need to know that. You, you need to stay up on your global news and your understanding of how the world works together. Because if you, if you know your main source of information, components, vendors, whatever it is, is with a team in China, you're going to have a light week in the middle of February every year. You as just long need to as get, you've done your homework yeah, in advance, exactly. right? Yeah, exactly. Or you're going to be like out of a job at the end of that week, actually. But like, yeah, get your shit done ahead of time and then take some goddamn vacation in February. Go to town. Go, go celebrate Chinese New Year. Go, <laughs> yeah. Go to Aruba for Chinese. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> right. But like, consequently, you also need to understand, like if your main source of thing, widgets, is coming from Mexico, the first week in November is always going to be a, a little bit awkward to find people because they're out for Day of the Dead. That's a four day celebration. In America, it's Halloween. It's one and done. But in Mexico, it's not, which is also going to be different. Like, let's say your, your main partners are in Brazil, Carnival, it's a big deal, right? Like you just need to be globally aware.
0: Natalie, I hope that that kind of helps you navigate this landscape within your corporate America job, you know, within your role. (laughs) It was a lot. So like, (laughs) it's, it's this like subtle, there's these subtleties of, of working in corporate America that like, they're just not obvious. I think back in the day there used to be like a Joan Harris <laughs> yes, who totally. used to like maybe she could like tell you what to do not what to do and I'm really glad that we don't have to worry about how long or short our skirts are and like how Amen. narrow or wider waists are but I kind of miss Joan <laughs> we kind of like her
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally like and and I guess I guess to that point is like find your Joan Harris they still yeah. kind of exist but like but it might just oh wait take- wait wait find your work wife what is that? Is that is that us? Are, okay, are we Joan? No, I th- I think we're Joan. I think we're Joan. <laughs> Shut up! Are we Joan? Yes. Yeah. On on that bombshell point is like there's a combination of like direct questions you can ask your manager and some things you will just need to feel out. So whatever you take, kind of cautious steps through your first year, but pay attention to these things. So you can make better, bigger plans next year without with that like burning through all your PTO. Vanessa,
0: let's go to Hanson's question. Yes. Um, mm,
1: <laughs> Sorry, that you, sh- you should apologize I for that. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> um, so Hanson's asking about gifting at work. which mm. she's asking about gifting to her manager, to her direct manager, which I think is a great question and it honestly raises a lot of other questions about gifting generally
1: yeah oof this is like one of those like weird holiday landmines that like if done well great no one's gonna notice if done poorly everyone's gonna notice and you're gonna be that person who like
0: gave the weird gift or didn't give the right gift or gave a too expensive gift and every
1: year it's gonna come up like (laughs) and like there there was there was this one guy who was infamous i will say infamous working at one of my past companies, before I even got there, that, like, every time Christmas came around, they would, like, tell the story of this guy who, at the Christmas party... What like, did he do? He, he, like, wrote an original song, basically, like, lampooning everyone at work and performed it at the talent show. This is
0: not the time, Chad.
1: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was, what, like, and, and like, I never knew him, but he was a legend. He lived on. Legend, <laughs> no. yeah. So, like... Don't be Chad. Yeah, so this time of year can be, like... <laughs> way detrimental to your career and you might not even realize it. So yeah, the gifting thing. I'm glad you brought this question up, Hanson. And uh, let's see if we can piece it apart.
0: Who are we going to give gifts to? How much are we going to spend? What might we spend them on? What what would we spend on?
1: Solid questions. First, I think you can give gifts up, down and around. So like you can definitely give up to your managers. I don't know where this idea comes from about like not being able to gift up. I can see it's awkward.
0: I think there's a certain inherent awkwardness in that for sure. But the fact is Hanson likes her manager. I think that's great. I think honoring that with some type of acknowledgement is really appropriate. My work anniversary falls in December. And so it's kind of like reflective and thankful and and lovely. And so every year I write a message to my VP, my manager and the owners of my company Mm -hmm. And I just, it's just like a really heartfelt acknowledgement of like looking back over the last year and the growth and my appreciation for all of that. And it's, it's one of my favorite things to do, honestly, Hanson, like just do that, just mm-hmm. send them a
1: nice email it's especially if you're new and you're kind of the bottom of the totem pole there is zero expectation that you spend a lot of money agreed these people are making more money than you they know how much money you make right <laughs> mm-hmm. so like there, are like as much as you want to get something nice I, I want to relieve any social pressure yeah. that you have to get them like the Tiffany candy bowl whatever Ew. right like or the latest fragrance from YSL like you don't have you don't need to be big ball in spending right nope. but but like words of affirmation are a fantastic gift around the holiday especially from a direct report up to a manager so like it means a lot it means so so much and so much more because like how often do you really get to give like vulnerable feedback like that like yeah that's that means the world so get a nice card maybe a hand if you can card.
0: handwritten handwrite it I think mm-hmm. that's better totally um, I'm in, living in remote land
1: yeah all right so
0: it's an email for me
1: <laughs> yeah that's beautiful I also think like I also think like paying attention to your manager throughout time is really important so like if they have like a favorite coffee shop if they have oh. a favorite restaurant like just even 20 bucks like one of my favorite managers has a very specific drink from Starbucks that they love and a five like $520 gift card to to Starbucks is like Like it seems really dumb to everyone else, but it like means the world to them because they live and die by that drink, right? Like this is going on my tab at Starbucks kind of thing, right? It's the right
0: mix of casual and meaningful and personalized. Totally. Like,
1: But I'm not going to get them a gift card to some fancy restaurant downtown because like that doesn't mean anything to us, right? That's good. That's great. I really like
0: that. If you have a team that you're managing, I think there might be a little bit more I'm not going to go so far as to say obligation, but opportunity to show your gratitude for your team around this time. I have found it really, really lovely when my manager has gifted books to the team.
1: Yeah, my manager used to give two books to everyone. One was the same book to every member of the team, and it it was just like kind of our read for the year. And then the second book was something that was more personalized to you. That was Lovely. Like, Ugh. I have the best, like, kind of so corporate sweet. library because of his gift giving over time. That being said, like, if you're managing a big-ass team.
0: Yeah. The yeah. size of your team does matter here. Mm-hmm. Um, the manager you're describing, think, only had five or six mm-hmm. folks that reported to him. Whereas, if you have a team that's One. way larger, you might do something different.
1: hmm one of the the corporate gifting etiquette things I think we might need to talk about is just, like, if you get a gift from someone, don't brag about it. Like, mm. you don't need to open it on site. You need to take it home. Make sure you send a thank you card personally to them and, like, just don't talk about it with people beside you because... They might, in any team, you might have a core team of four or five people that are really instrumental in like doing a project together, but all the direct reports of that manager may be 10, 15, 20 people Mm -hmm. and the core team might get a little bit nicer gifts. So like core team would get two books and their favorite fragrance and some candy and some whatever, right? And then the wider team might get two books. Mm -hmm. So like just play it close. Yeah, play it close is perfect advice. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: yeah. That kind of covers if you're a direct report or if you have direct reports. Many of you, Hanson, you may be in a role where you're more cross-functional, which Mm -hmm. means like there's a bit more of a network around you rather than like a kind of a vertical hierarchy. So don't expect as much in that situation. Don't expect to give quite as much in that situation either. It's just a different kind of political, social corporate thing.
1: Yeah. One thing you could do, especially if you're in that cross-functional team um, where your your relationships are more horizontal, less vertical, um, is you can organize a group thing. You're on a cross-functional team. Your job is keeping up relationships with lots and lots and lots of shareholders, right? This is your bread and butter. At one point, I was on an ops team, an operations team for the marketing department. And we were the cross-functional team for about 120 people. We, we put together basically like a giving tree, but Mixed with white elephant, I I got our maintenance guy to to commandeer a tree and we decorated That's it. That's so cute. And then I bought gift tags and like put numbers on it. And I had a spreadsheet of what everyone's like name associated with the number. So all 120 of us, and then you could go to the tree and like take a number. And then like you'd go buy a gift for that number. You didn't know who it was. Okay. Right. Somebody got a full Richard Simmons outfit. Somebody got a really nice mix, like mixology set. Nice. Somebody got a pair of socks. Like, like it was wild, but it was so fun because no one knew. Yeah, that's like, perfect, actually. Right? Because you had to
0: buy a gift that could work for like anybody. Totally, and or be fun for totally. anybody.
1: And I was not above bribes. So if people came to me and offered me like extra food from the cafeteria, <laughs> I would I would give <laughs> hints at who their person was. Oh my god, it was amazing. Your... I, had so, I was. I had such a great time. Um, but like, that was a fun way for like, for like the, those of us who are sitting in this ops team who work with and have great relationships with 120 people mm-hmm. to be able to do something without draining my bank account in yeah. the month of December. Right. Or your emotional resourcing. Yes. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, and it was, like, it was super fun. So again, look at your role, look at like what you can do. Maybe talk to your manager of that cross-functional team. Like, can we do something for the larger That's team? That's very sweet. Right? I love that. Yeah.
0: Hanson and Natalie, I hope that's helpful for both of you. Um, we kind of want to just leave some parting advice around wishing happy holidays to your coworkers.
1: The reason we want to talk about this is because these holidays, especially the ones of the winter, are often the most sacred, the most important to the people who celebrate them. So we want, to, we want to make sure we honor that with the most respect we could possibly offer another human being. And the best way to do that?
0: Simple reply. Someone says, Merry Christmas.
1: You too. Someone says, Happy Hanukkah. You too. Someone says... Happy Kwanzaa. You too. No crisis. Period. You don't need to fight back with like Happy Holidays. Like that just, just rubs people the wrong be way. Thank you. Ugh. This is Holland's new piece of advice. Jesus. Just be chill. Just be
0: chill. <laughs> so Happy Holidays to you and you too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was a test. I passed. It was a test. Congrats. <laughs>
0: A question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with Hey, Workwives! Vanessa, what was the best corporate gift you've ever received? So I've gotten a lot of
1: meats in the past. What I, I, I don't know. I've gotten a ham. I've gotten a ham twice. What? I in fact <laughs> the first like and maybe this is a problem of being like single in a family space because like they would give whole hams i'm like how am i supposed to fucking eat that i've also received summer sausage i've received a smoked turkey twice summer summer sausage seems fine it's fabulous especially with mustard it was amazing but i've received two whole hams two whole smoked turkeys and like i had to slice i wouldn't know the first
0: thing to do with a whole fowl
1: (laughs) <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. In fact, I'm pretty sure I gave it away because I don't. What like... are you going to do with it? Right. Thank you. I will tell you my favorite gift ever was a Yeti cooler. Oh, that's
0: fantastic. Like, I've seen this Yeti cooler. It it's is fabulous.
1: Tiffany blue. It's very cute. It's adorable. It had a smoked turkey in it. Okay. but like, With the turkey. But fine. But like the Yeti cooler was Toss incredible. Toss the turkey. Keep the cooler. Yeah. So I still have that and I use it all the time. I definitely shoved it in my car when I moved. <laughs> Holland, what were your favorites?
0: So last year was like the first COVID Christmas. Her That's going to be a
1: book at some point.
0: Yes, <laughs> my first, <laughs> my first, COVID, first COVID Christmas. Christmas. Um, so we didn't have any events, and they replaced the opportunity to go to an event with the opportunity to go to a virtual event. So they had a couple mm. options, which were really fun. And everyone to, went to the dumpling making class.
1: Oh, nice. The
0: vendor shipped us the refrigerated ingredients. Oh,
1: nice. For so the like, dumpling.
0: So I didn't have to get anything. Oh, I just had to show up. That's it was fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. And so they went through the whole nine with the dumpling and the thing and the um. filling. It was delicious. And it was just like it felt very just holiday-ish. I I still felt really united with my team, like a lot of camaraderie, like everyone was in the chat and like blowing up their kitchens and like making a mess and like it was so delicious. And it was actually like I think it went really, really well. And then they also sent us these fabulous jackets.
1: Ooh, nice. Like Patagonias. Oh, nice. (sighs) Oh I got so nice. I got a jacket once that was like flimsy and I was like, y'all do better. Do but like yeah. that that year my VP like totally stepped it up and I got my first ever bottle of Lalabo. <laughs> yeah. Good job.
0: Winning. <laughs> Good job. But
1: yes. So between the fragrance and the yeti I was pretty much definitely. Well, somebody's got a third ham floating out of there, so like, I don't know. No more hams. <laughs> no more meats. <laughs>